Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Turn down what's going on everybody it's your boy a double and you're now tuned in to episode 174 let me fix my mic 174 of do rags and boat shoes uh much love and respect for everybody out there that listened to episode 173 sorry for that wait like i said just been busy 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 um so i'm hitting y'all with another episode to this week um just because i will be out of town uh this weekend i will be up in the cabin uh chilling with the wife um you know kind of getting away from the hustle and bustle of city life and just kind of relaxing a little bit over this weekend um so i have a four-day weekend so i'll probably crank out another couple episodes um probably that monday or tuesday um of next week but i wanted to hit y'all with a couple of episodes this weekend so y'all can um you know uh it's been a minute uh so y'all can enjoy my voice and enjoy my thoughts and uh you know share a laugh or two with me and uh hopefully you ponder a couple things only thing that's gonna suck about this weekend is i'm gonna have some shitty wi-fi up at this cabin and um there's a goddamn pair of jays that drop um it's a pair of ones uh they're uh red and black ones it's not the band ones but it's like they they reverse the colors they invert inverted the colors of the band ones you know that the the original um air jordan ones that was banned from the league and only twenty three thousand pairs were made of these ones that's dropping on saturday they inverted the colors just switched them around and so it's going to be super rare so i'm definitely going to try to cop them the only thing that sucks is like i said i'm gonna have crappy wi-fi so i'm gonna still take my laptop and i'm gonna you know have my phone on me i might even take my my wife's ipad up there too and try to you know cop these shoes um but if i don't get them i ain't gonna be too mad because next wednesday there's another fucking pack of uh there's this a new beginnings pack of uh air jordan ones in the nike airship and if you are a huge jordan fan like me you know that the airship is uh one of the first nike shoes that he rocked before he got his own shoe right so they're dropping that uh pack together and they're going to be three it's going to be 350 bucks for two pairs of shoes which ain't bad you know they could have easily you know tried to get you know 500 dollars up out of us but you know i'll take that you know good old 350 so uh we'll see what happens um there's just so much heat coming you know up until valentine's day or up until like the 15th uh there's a lot of heat coming from uh jordan brand just because uh, the all-star game is going to be in chicago so there's a lot of fire ass kicks that's going to be dropping but if you guys if you're not you know um watching the all-star game that valentine's weekend or if you're single and ain't got really shit to do uh you should check out the um black millennial dating uh speed dating that's gonna happen on valentine's day so um the homegirl quincy she's uh throwing like a little mixer it's like a speed dating mixer is gonna be up at the um, it's gonna be at the uh at regency circle so the address is 10040 uh regency circle suite 200 um the doors open at 8 um speed dating begins at 9 p.m there's going to be a champagne bar that'll be included you know for people who purchase advanced tickets um advanced tickets is only 15 dollars per person or uh two for 20 that ain't bad at all in the day of it's just going to be 15 dollars per person and then the purchase you just got to hit her up on cash app and that's at the dollar sign queen 1105 so the event is intended for you know black single millennials so the 25 up and crowd uh it should be used as an opportunity to meet new people and try something new and have fun so 
again you know it's going to be a valentine's day speed dating and social mixer so it's just for the millennials so you extra young ass folks don't be up in there like it's 25 and up uh you know for the black singles to mingle and you know make it do what it do there's also the uh facebook page of the black millennial dating um with quincy so y'all make sure y'all check that out a lot of good conversations going in there um i'm married as fuck but i still enjoy reading what people doing in this dating scene because i've been out the game for too damn long so what about seven years something like that seven eight years almost almost eight years i've been about the game been married going on four and uh but it's still funny just to see people just you know comment and talk and you know have some healthy conversations ain't nobody being you know slanderous or things like that in that facebook group so that's pretty dope and um yeah it's just it's, it's crazy to see how the game didn't change because like when i was in it you know shit what eight years ago so a year before i started you know seriously dating my wife when i was just out here mingling and shit like that um it was more so um you were still you you still could holler at chicks you know on social media but it wasn't like it is now you know everybody's talking about vibes and you know energy and shit like that and being too cool to show emotion and shit like that like if i'm digging you i'm gonna tell you i'm digging you i ain't gonna be playing it too cool like like i don't need you and shit like that like if i'm feeling you i'm gonna let you know i'm feeling you you know what i'm saying um so it's, it's funny to just to see how the the game kind of changed it's like everybody too cool to show emotions first you know what i'm saying if they feeling somebody first and you know how these apps just make it so accessible to other people so then that makes you paranoid and shit like that but um i'm just kind of glad i'm out the game because i just see some of the shit y'all be going through and shit even you know i ain't even gonna front there's some of my married friends be going through some bullshit too though you know that 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 instagram and that goddamn twitter dms and shit like that that get people in trouble quick quick boy be going through some bullshit but um yeah that's something that y'all can do though if y'all ain't got really shit popping um next uh valentine's day so next week is valentine's day so go and check that out um i will go ahead check out my um facebook page at do rags and boat shoes and i got the flyer is uh linked in in there um on the home page of the do rags and boat shoes y'all should be liking that page i post a lot of great articles on there too i try not to comment too much you know put a caption with that because i don't want to sway what y'all think you know i want y'all to kind of take that information in neutrally you know what i'm saying so i don't you know um you know sway your opinion and things like that so you can kind of take it in and then uh you know if you comment on it i'll definitely you know hit you back on that facebook page but it, it's been popping uh people send me a lot of good dms Mo mainly it's just like nigga where the fuck the show is at so i explain you know just working and getting the baby stuff ready and you know that's been taking up all my time and then you had the chiefs in the super bowl and my job just been busy as hell with that since it's so close to home and uh so i'm glad that the goddamn super bowl is over and shit is smoothed and out but uh on uh february 15th there's also something so say you meet somebody at the mixer on um february 14th and you vibing with that person then on the 15th the next day you should invite them out to the jay dilla uh tribute show uh at the culture house if y'all don't know what the culture house is it's a cool little art house and it's for all kinds of arts um down there off of uh it's off of uh 24th and lake it's down there off the deuce um the exact address is 3014 north 24th street great little place um and a lot of local artists go there and just kind of vibe out but this is going to be a show dedicated to jay dilla um a lot of good people going to be there and it's only ten dollars donation and 50 percent of the proceeds go to uh the jay dilla family so that's pretty dope and uh doors open at eight so that's on the 15th so you know on the 14th you meet somebody at the goddamn mixer you vibing with them invite them out to the jay dilla show the tribute show so i might uh take my goofy ass on down there i'm old as fuck but you know jay dilla that was my age range so we see these young kids you know do a tribute show and you know i fucks with it 
you know so i see what's going on with it so i might try to you know sneak up out the house not sneak up out the house but ask my wife if i can step out of the house <laughs> that's what happens <laughs> you know when the vibes is you know that the mixer vibes go to that next level and then y'all you know get married it's like well baby can i go out the house one goddamn time please no i'm just joking i'm just joking but uh hopefully i can stop up in there and see what's popping because you know uh jay dilla was a, a great great producer great producer an amazing producer but um let's go ahead and get started on that good old summer damn jam screen and i'm sorry if this mic keeps peaking uh some something happened where audacity the program that i use to uh record on here i know i need to uh, step up my recording game or whatever like software game but audacity is free and i've been using it for fucking what going on five years now so um yeah it's what the fuck ever you know what i'm saying so it, it's whatever you know i'm gonna keep using it but somehow my levels is all fucked up and i've turned down the mic and you know i went into the the tools and uh no actually I've been to uh, the track selection and things like that and tried to fix it, but uh, if I keep peeking out, y'all just uh, bear with me on this. I'm still using my same uh, M-Audio producer USB mic, but um, hopefully when I mix and render this, it won't be sounding too choppy because I'm looking at my levels and it just keeps, you know, hitting damn near to the red. You know, I like to keep it, you know, at that almost the faint yellow. It goes from green, yellow to red, you know, when you um talking too goddamn loud. But I don't know what happened. I updated Audacity and it's just been all my levels are just fucked up now. But anyways, we're gonna get started on that good old summer damn jam screen. Um let's talk about the finesse game. I wanna talk about that really quick there's a great article on julio i'm gonna have to hit you back later because i see you mentioned me in a comment on facebook but i'm gonna have to hit you back later um there's a great article in the guardian it says why liberal white women pay a lot of money to learn over dinner how they're racist and there's two people there's a, a sister named regina jackson and the Indian lady, uh, Syra Rayo, uh, S-A-I-R-A-R-A-O, uh, they hold dinners that cost $2,500 where they have liberal white women come in after they didn't read the book White Fragility. And that's that book by uh, Robin DiAngelo. Um, and it's a book about uh, basically just, you know, talking about why it's so hard for white people to talk about racism and shit like that. Um, it, it was a good book. I listened to it, but it wasn't nothing that I didn't know. I thought it was going to be like some hidden secrets because it's a book for white folks. But I was just like, what kind of fucking secrets is in this goddamn book? So that's why I read it. But it really wasn't shit that I ain't talked about on the podcast. But so these two women, uh, Jackson and Ryo, they started hosting these dinners with liberal white women to basically get them to confront their racism. Right. And I just man, it's just such a fucking finesse, a fucking finesse. And it's, so it's these rich ass white women who some of them have, you know, uh, non-white partners. Uh, some have black adopted children. And they just want to figure out how to really be an ally. And I say that this is a finesse because if there was a Democratic president, if Hillary was sitting in the White House right now instead of Trump, uh, this hustle wouldn't have worked. So I commend Jackson and Ryo for this, uh, for taking advantage of this. And um, that Ryo and Jackson, they believe that liberal white women are the most receptive audience uh, because they are open to changing their minds and they say that they don't bother with the 53 percent of white women who voted for trump and they don't bother with white men because white men are never going to change anything if they were they would have done it by now jackson said that's what the sister said and i believe her on that i believe her on that that's that's some that's some harsh language right there it's truthful but harsh language um so basically they just sit around and you know they uh call out their racism that's it it's 2500 bucks to sit down you a white liberal woman and you let this indian woman and this black woman 
tell you how racist you are and confront your racism and how you can be a proper ally now this is just like that goddamn safety pin kit y'all remember i talked about that a while ago uh let me see if i can pull this up uh let's see here racist safety pin let's see here the safety pin box all right and that was a subscription service <laughs> Is uh and it, that was basically, um, you know them two sisters. What, what's the name? Let me see here. Was it Leslie Mack and uh, Marissa Johnson? They created the safety pin box, and it's a monthly subscription service that basically challenges the users to do more with their outrage than display it. So it's anywhere from fifty to a hundred dollars a month, depending on the program. Um, and you basically just got like a safety pin and then like some cards or something like that that basically broke down you know what you could do um and some history lessons and some shit like that um <laughs> and i just i talked about this like two years ago and i have to really sit down with my partners and figure out how i can get into this game because i know trump is going to get four more years i know the cheeto in chief is going to get four more years especially since he's been you know acquitted you know in the impeachment he, they you know they found him not guilty and all this other shit, right because we knew that was going to happen because the senate is republican ran right and <laughs> And so I have to, and the Democrats are just weak as water. They are, they are. They're 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 doing all these optics and shit to show that they're actually doing something. Like you see Nancy Pelosi ripping the speech. It's the same as her doing the fucking clap. And it's like you need to get the fuck up out the paint with your old sassy ass, cause you just as complicit as the Republicans. You know what I'm saying? So um, this is all about optics heading into this election season and people are like oh yeah did you see her rip up that speech and it's just like but she still you know gave the green light on that what is that 784 billion dollars on that defense bill or whatever so it's just like mm, no you're you, like she's complicit in everything that he's doing you see what i'm saying so i don't you know, I, I'm, it's not going to be a situation where I'm just like wagging my fingers at the Republicans because her goofy ass is just sitting up here just mm, let me tear this. Mm, let me do this sassy little clap because it's just optics. That's all it is. It's just fucking optics. There's no resistance from the Democrats at all, especially when you're looking at Nancy Pelosi. Just fuck out of here. So that's why I believe that the Cheeto in chief will get another four years. But I really have to sit down with my guys and I'm going to have to brainstorm on how we can do some shit like this, like that safety pin uh, subscription or some twenty five hundred dollar di uh, um, dinners. It, it's going because I know it's going to be tough for us being black men, but something we have to figure out something. Yeah, it has to. I, we got to figure out something to get them that liberal dollar. There is it's something because, like I told y'all before, years ago, I was pissed when, um, you know, that I didn't cash out on that market of them goddamn. I I I kneel. Uh, I stand for the flag and I kneel at the cross tees. I should have just opened up an Etsy shop and cashed the fuck out. Like I'm a I'm a trucker, right? So. I'll be up at the truck stop and they even have blankets that say that at the truck stop. And then you'll see a trucker with a hoodie on. It says that a ball cap or something. And it's like a soldier kneeling at the cross. And on the front is like the American flag or some shit like that. Man, you know how much goddamn money that is. Like, I really have to just start getting on my showing my fangs, getting to my capitalistic bag and just preying on people's insecurities like i really have to get into that bag and people will be like well how do you sleep at night i'm gonna be like i sleep very well in a california king and all my pillows are stuffed 
with $10 bills. And then I got a body pillow that's stuffed with $100 bills. Okay. <laughs> so I really need to figure out that finesse game. I really do. Because I commend people like this who can really just kind of exploit the game and just be like, yo, yo, if you're going, you know, you want you want to be an ally, you got to pay for the allyship. You know, so maybe I come up with the ally membership or something and call it like allyship, you know, and I just, you know, and it'll be like a, a monthly subscription. And then basically I'm emailing them like black history facts and then uh, breaking down how they can be an ally or something like that. And then maybe I can like send them pictures of, uh, you know, like little black and white kids playing together, like stock photos, you know, and just like, this is where your money's going, but it's actually just going to me and my niggas' pockets. I don't know. I'm going to have to figure something out. I got to figure something out. Um, Yeah. What the fuck? McDonald's just tweeted me. McDonald's just hit me up. They talking about, uh, we're digging your enthusiasm for our McChicken biscuit, friend. Swing by for your faves anytime uh the craving hits man i got a story about mcdonald's that just remind me i, sh I you normally I have my phone on do not disturb so y'all see where my mind be going and shit like that um so and i'll talk about the mcchicken biscuit in a minute but there used to be a mcdonald's neb twitter account and they used to have these contests all the all the time and i used to win them all the time because i fuck with mcdonald's tough but i i've stopped since i'm getting a little bit older but this was like in the early days of twitter like when i say like 2009 that's when i joined i know it started out what 2007 2008 so 2009 i hopped on and uh so 2009 through like 2011 ish 2012 they used to have these little bullshit ass contests and they only had like 3,000 some followers so i used to be just killing that shit like trivia questions and all this other bullshit or show us your receipt and they used to give me they used to mail me these um cards and it would be for like a free combo meal so they would send me like two three at a time and so they would look like little business cards and they had the little mcdonald's logo on it but the logo was like holographic so you knew it was real so tell me why this goddamn hood ass mcdonald's down there on the deuce four off of 24th and coming they talking about they don't honor that i'm like nigga this is a corporate card for like a free meal and they're like, nah, we don't. This is a franchise. I'm like, and then I'm arguing at the window. I'm like, nigga, this ain't McDonald's. And then they just like, it is, but it's a franchise. We don't take that because we don't get reimbursed for that. I'm like, it says right here at all participating McDonald's. And then it said includes franchisee owned. It said that in the small thing, even though it says at all participating McDonald's in it. But it said including franchise uh, owner owned whatever. And so they was on that bullshit. Then the one on North 30th, down there, damn near in uh, Florence, well, in Florence, them niggas be on the same shit. I'm like, yo, for real? But the hood ass one on 30th and Ames would take it. They'd be like, yep, that's cool. I'm just like, how do you pick and choose when you want to? Because then I went back uh, in the morning to get a breakfast combo because I had some more of them, them cards on the Deuce 4 at 24th and coming. And them motherfuckers took it. I'm like, man, this some bullshit. This is some bullshit. And then I remember one time I got so goddamn mad at McDonald's on, on 24th and coming. I don't know why I keep going back to there. Kept going back there with the, the abuse that I've suffered. <laughs> I remember they had the uh, like the two for five deal going on. But somehow like it was either like a large fry, a Mc, uh, 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 not a McFish, but the filet of fish. Uh, a Big Mac, a quarter pounder, and then it was like a 10 piece nuggets or some shit like that. Something weird like that. So I was like, let me get the filet of fish and let me get the quarter pounder with cheese and then let me do a large fry. And then so the chick rings it up and then she's like, it's like 10 something. I'm like, how's it 10 something? And then she was just like, well, you got the fries and the filet of fish for $5, but then the uh, sandwich the sandwich that i had the quarter pounder that motherfucker was like four or something i'm like nah can you just do the sandwiches and then do the fries separately no nah, i can't do that i was like you can't void the transaction let's just do two separate transactions you do the the two sandwiches and then do the fries i don't feel like doing that i'm like 
well, you don't feel like doing it, but I'm just asking you to do it, please. No, nah, I'm not going to do that. And I was like, let me speak to a manager. I am the manager. I said, not the shift leader, the manager. And then she just didn't say nothing else. So I pulled up to the window and I sat at the window for probably a good 15 minutes and nobody was there. And then so I pulled up to the second one and I'm knocking on it. And I'm like, yo, can you help me out here? The motherfuckers looked at me and just was like, nope. And then so I remember pulling around. This is back when I had the Malibu. <laughs> I pulled around to the front and these motherfuckers locked the doors on me. I'm like, nigga, over a sandwich? <laughs> these <laughs> so I have a love-hate relationship with the McDonald's on 24th and coming. I guess when I hopped out, I, I guess I looked like I was about to start some shit. Because I was about to start some shit. But I wasn't about to put no hands on nobody or shoot up the spot. But that motherfucker and the little fat Mexican dude ran to the door and locked that motherfucker quick, boy. I was like, okay. And then I was so mad because I went to that spot. You know, I went to that angry spot in my mind, in my soul, in my spirit over some sandwiches. <laughs> That's what I was mad about, some fast food. That's what even made me get even more mad. Because I'm just like, I'm wilding over some goddamn sandwiches. But it's just like, motherfucker, I'm hungry. Like, but anyways, uh, so <laughs> McDonald's dropped this, uh, they dropped a, um, a chicken biscuit, I guess to uh, compete with Chick-fil-A breakfast. And these niggas really put a McChicken patty, a smaller McChicken patty on one of their biscuits. And I fucks with it. It's pretty good. I know that it's all kind of chemicals and shit in there. And it's probably tearing my guts up, but it's pretty good. I fucks with it. You know, I throw a little bit of honey on there and I, and I bash the bitch off. So I'm going to see if these niggas going to send me a coupon or something. Because, like I said, it's a love-hate relationship, but it is what it is. Um, <laughs> sorry for that side sidetrack. Uh, let me see what the time is. I'm going on 30 minutes talking about some bullshit. Let's see what else is on that summer damn jam screen. Let me... Okay. I talked about Quincy's dating show, Shindig, the Jay Dilla show, the safety pin. Da, 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 da. Oh, man, did y'all see uh, goddamn Meek Mill and Nicki Minaj going back and forth on social media? I'm trying to figure out if Nikki is so goddamn happy with this nigga that she's married to, this nigga from the block. Why is she stooping down to Meek's level and being a fucking bird? Like she is just acting like a straight up hood rat. Like there's something still there. There is still some passion there. If y'all didn't see last week, them niggas was in some kind of designer store and, um, you know, Meek and, uh, her husband, Meek and Nikki's husband, I don't even know the nigga's name, uh, they had some words in the store, and she was yelling and shit like that, so Meek got kicked out, and now they've been going back and forth on social media, like Twitter and shit, and I'm just like, Nikki is like one of the biggest stars in music, in pop, pop culture, like why are you acting like such a fucking bird? So that just makes me think like the stories that Lil' Kim told, Cardi told, Rick Ross told, just everybody that kind of worked with her and just kind of distanced themselves like, yo, this 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 woman is really on one. You know what I'm saying? And um, so I'm just like, yo, what the fuck? Like, why would she snoop stoop to this man's level? You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, Meek Mill even said in a song, you know, he he's shitting on her uh, her husband by wearing some boot cut jeans. That nigga's hurt because I think he, you know, he he really genuinely, you know, love Nikki and all this other shit. So you seeing a man that's hurt, but you didn't moved on. You didn't got married to a nigga that you knew from off the block and you supposed to be happy and all this other shit. Like, why are you stooping down to this level and showing so much passion and fire towards Meek Mill? Because I believe there's something still there there's something still there you wouldn't show that kind of animosity or hatred and vitriol towards somebody um if you're already happy with your new boo your husband and shit like that so there's some unresolved issues going on there and i wouldn't be surprised if they linked up somewhere and had a good hate fuck or something like that but just with nikki being just so large and you know, just doing her thing and being the biggest female rapper that we've ever seen and just one of the biggest pop icons. Like, why are you, 
you know being such a fucking bird like and i say that because she was mad at herself afterwards for stooping so low when she had that beef with cardi b you know what i'm saying so she was even talking about how she was mad that she stooped to that level and being brought down to that level and it's just like you should just be up on a private jet you know sipping some kind of exotic drink with your man rubbing your feet you know what i'm saying heading to some fly vacation getting ready to start a family you know because you retired from rap and enjoy just enjoying your millions you know what i'm saying like you on here you you arguing on twitter you know what i'm saying with meek and then you posting pictures of him on instagram with the clown emoji face over his face and it's just like what the fuck are you doing like you posted you just move on and be happy that the nigga meek mill he's hurt that nigga's hurt that's why he's out here you know boohooing and all this other shit and starting some shit because any kind of attention from her is some good attention because he misses her that's all that it is but her to be married and moved on and shit you know let your husband handle that you know what i'm saying or let him hire some people to handle that and just kind of or just sit down and talk to him face to face like yo bro you just gonna you have to leave my wife alone like this this ain't cool at all you know leave my wife alone you got your little jokes off about me rocking the boot cut jeans with balenciagas or some acg boots in a designer store you know haha it's funny it's cool all right we get that but you have to leave my wife alone that's it i don't want you contacting her i don't want you mentioning her in songs leave her alone she's happy you know that's how you have to handle that situation you know what i'm saying and, and, and it's like hey if i have to come back here we're gonna have some problems and i don't really want to have a problem with you and you don't want to have a problem with me because we both getting a lot of money we're in situations that you know a, a lot of not a lot of black folks are in so we don't want to ruin this opportunity that we in do you understand me you know that's how you just have to end this in that talk you see what i'm saying but it's just it's so ugly to see nikki just kind of stoop down and just you know it's ugly 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 but i am talking so damn much and speaking of birds uh why y'all niggas still fucking with doja cat i was about to end the summer jam screen but i want to know that i'm seeing a lot of folks posting her and reposting uh her instagram videos and shit like that of her twerking and shit um were y'all not aware uh that she used to be like an anime chick craving white attention go listen to her old song didn't do nothing didn't do nothing right she never talks about this song right and that's a phrase that's used by white supremacists to mock blacks that are either killed or harmed by the so-called justice justice system right it's a play on the words of people saying you know i didn't do nothing you know i didn't do nothing you know i don't know why they killed him he didn't do nothing so they call they call black victims dindus d-i-n-d-u-n-u-f-f-i-n and she has a whole last song titled that and um you know to appeal to them white boys and now she twerking on ig and she got that song with tiger and niggas losing their minds i'm just trying to figure out what's going on i know i already spoke about it you know on the champagne sharks like months ago but god damn y'all still out here you know with the dojo aroma and you wide open like it, I, I don't know i don't get that i don't get that at all and then speaking of hove man i was about to throw it to him man what's man this nigga hove don't know how to move in a room full of vultures my mans he his rock nation management team threw the super bowl halftime party right or halftime show right you had shakira and you had j-lo and white women were mad because they were seeing latin hips and ass and crotches on their tv and shit like that eh, it's whatever but um when uh hove b and uh blue ivy i love how blue ivy just had this look on her face of disgust like she ain't entertained by none of this 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 rich shit it's just like this doesn't like this bores me (laughs) 
that little girl gonna be something else when she grow up but anyway so they all were sitting during the national anthem so then the white folks came out the woodwork you know talking about how they were sitting and all this other shit and this nigga hove was at columbia university a, a couple days ago uh you know talking about oh no we weren't protesting uh we were basically you know checking to see if the mic was working and uh if the you know the speakers were if we had too many speakers and blah 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 and i'm like hove my nigga you do not know how to move in a room full of vultures you lied to us on izzo you really did you really did you because you your voice is shaking you're cracking like my nigga oh man just stop talking like y'all really need to there needs to be for rich black folks famous black folks there needs to be a firm that a pr firm uh specifically for black entertainers athletes actors and uh just well-to-do black folks in the public spotlight there really does need to be a black pr firm it really does need to be one because the way that some of you niggas with money move it is disgusting it really is um maybe i'll start that up maybe that'll be my jig i gotta sit down and talk to my niggas but there really needs to be a black pr firm and uh you know talent management black talent management to just break down how you need to move in the public spotlight and how you can still be black and get your money okay but um I ain't gonna fire you yet, Hove. So I'm gonna leave it to you right now. Talk to him. Don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right. Thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums, for that lovely intro of selling hope like damn dope. Did y'all see the uh, Cheeto and Chiefs uh, State of the Union address? And uh, I know I didn't watch it. I didn't give two fucks about it, but what was fascinating to me and i know on the summer jam screen i criticized nancy pelosi but what was fascinating to me was seeing uh rush the bigot limbaugh get a presidential uh medal of freedom um i'm trying to figure out how many more times can this administration wipe new boogers into the history books now that medal of freedom it, it don't mean a goddamn thing it don't and rush limbaugh was just uh, diagnosed with what stage whatever three or four lung cancer um i i i don't give two fucks that man could die on air and i just keep going on about my business he has said vile things about black folks about women um just you know, I remember he told a black woman caller to take the bone out of her nose and call him back. And then he had that uh, that old uh, Barack the Magic Negro song back in what 2007. And then uh, he would uh, make fun of Jesse Jackson and talk about he could talk in his Negro dialect. Um, and he would say like out the front door, you know, and shit like that. And he just would just say vile things about black folks and about women and this is who got the medal of freedom and i i just i don't get it like how is the american public like letting this happen like this is what fascinates me like you have the democrats being complicit in it and the republicans just saying uh we know what he did was illegal but uh fuck it and we're gonna give the medal of freedom to a known racist like they're not even playing the game no more neither side is playing the game anymore it's just like they're all of them just taking turns wiping their ass with the constitution right now and this country this whole country has been hell in a handbasket for black folks but now it's just a hell in a handbasket for everybody and on one side i'm fucking loving it because i'm like let's burn this bitch to the ground let's just see how low we can get and then we all start from scratch and see who's who without this uh unjust system in place then on the other hand 
I'm just like I've worked too hard for all the shit that I've had I have you know and now it's it's going to turn into you know it's just going to turn into shit in my hands you know if this country falls apart so I think about that a lot but it weighs more so the former than the latter because I'm just like man let's burn this motherfucker down you know that's how I feel like fuck it you know everybody just gets strapped and you know we just you know just go for ours and you know what's yours is yours what's mine is mine you come for mine I'm gonna blow your fucking brains out you know what I'm saying that's how I, that's how I feel you know if we gonna be some barbarians and I'm gonna show you how archaic I can get you know that's how I feel without you know because it's just right now you we're just seeing politicians just get away with so much bullshit and then we as an america as the american people we just kind of get you know wrapped up in our own thing oh, that shit don't affect me that shit don't affect me but it's going to start impacting you very soon you know what i'm saying and i'm guilty of thinking like that myself like shit i'm just gonna get my money stack my little money up but if the dollar ain't worth a damn y'all them all them o's in the bank account don't mean shit you see what i'm saying so i don't i just i don't know i don't know but anyways that's what i I didn't want to talk about in selling hope like dope um that's not it that's just you know that should be in hold this l or whatever but it's just been on my mind heavy just seeing you know this country just go to hell in a handbasket for everybody right because black folks gonna survive we 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 survive everything you know we've been you know our ancestors been to hell and back and we've been through hell ourselves and we know how to survive it's just i don't know what you other motherfuckers gonna do you know it's one of them things um but anyways well not anyways because um i just want y'all who do participate in this whole political system just look at who's who because if you on the right the left right down the middle because me i'm an independent um i just want you to look at who's who who sat on the fence and uh it's crazy to see that the only republican in that impeachment trial uh, you know to really you know stand on his moral authority was fucking mitt romney that was crazy to see that wasn't it that was crazy um but i ain't gonna say kudos to him um for doing what's right but you know the bar is on the floor so mm, that's where it is um but it's it's just amazing i i expected the republicans to you know support they guy and run with him and shit like that but all these these optics and this uh these uh just this uh this bullshit that the democrats are doing is just like you disgust me like there needs to be a new party at stake and we keep on seeing stories come out about how these billionaires play, pay less than working class people in taxes and ain't no goddamn way that the working class people should be fucking paying damn near 20 percent of their income towards taxes and these politicians don't work for us we are paying these people salaries right and they don't do shit for us they come around and they pander to every single body you know i used to just say politicians come to pander to you know to black folks because that's all that they do but they even pandered to white folks you know you looked at how trump came through and talking about he was bringing all these cold jobs back to these dead ass cold towns full of meth heads and opioid addicted you know mountain dew drinking pieces of shit and he didn't do none of that shit people just still up there waiting still sitting up there on their obamacare getting their insulin shots you know shitting on obamacare and calling it something else you know and um just because they don't want to say obamacare and getting their little welfare checks and i just i don't know like the whole system is just corrupt and the more you think about it the angrier you get like i'd be looking at my paycheck and i just be like man i'd have made a nice healthy chunk of change and then i just look at them tax deductions and i just be like man i'm about to flip this whole motherfucking table upside down like i just get so goddamn mad 
and it's just like you fucking work for us but you don't you know we vote you in there and then well except for the presidential election that's that's a whole different thing but i don't know i think i think i'm just getting off on a tangent because you just really start thinking of how unjust this political system is and it's just like we need to have just a whole overhaul of capitol hill you know folks need to be up there protesting you know from the left and the right and just it's just disgusting like how we pay so much in taxes we work so fucking hard and all that fucking money like what is about 19 percent comes out of your paycheck going directly towards taxes and shit like that it's just like what the fuck like what in the flying fuck you know what i'm saying it's just one of them things where you just get so fucking angry and you just be pissed off but anyways speaking of being pissed off um did y'all see the fiasco speaking of getting ripped off and being pissed off that goddamn quality control stripper bowl down there in uh florida down there in miami oh my god i felt so bad for them women down there so the stripper bowl was basically held by quality control i think that's a music label hip-hop label some shit like that management company and um they were they hosted the party the stripper bowl at the dome okay and then last year's was in atlanta um and you know they showed pictures of you know it looked legit because there was just ones just you couldn't even see the floor it was just covered in ones and shit like that and what sucked was them sisters had to wait uh hours damn near eight hours for that for that money to be counted up okay and there was what a 350 dollar buy-in so you had to pay 350 dollars to get into the event to dance for the strippers and after it was said and done them women made around uh $1,150 so they didn't came up you know what is that $350 they didn't came up and you know what what's that half of that probably goes back to the flight home so now you just end up losing money like you know how crazy that is and then the guy from quality control gonna release a statement talking about to all the dancers that was at the party last night please understand that we don't own clubs or venues we don't control or make the rules of how many girls dance who split or pay out how much money gets stolen uh, i personally know a lot of money was thrown between our camp and you all know this we don't do contracts with dancers sorry for any confusion that went on but that's out of our control we will get better control next time we do this fun event coming from he used the word control what about four times from somebody named quality control oh my god and this is super bowl weekend and then cardi came out talking about you know how much money they threw and shit like that and then the bitches wasn't shaking their ass enough and all this other shit I, oh man i'd be so goddamn mad i'd probably burn down that fucking club you didn't can't you done flew down there you know pay three four five hundred dollars to fly down there because it's super bowl weekend and then you paid another 350 to buy in to get into the to become a stripper at the at the dome and shit like that and then you then you had to wait seven eight hours for them to count up the money then after taxes and you want with all these fucking fees and shit you end up with eleven hundred dollars you even came up 750 but now you got to get your flight back home you know what i'm saying it's just like uh, and the hotel room too so it's just like oh you pretty much just broke even damn near or even lost some money that's some dusty shit and then i seen one lady uh security yoked her up and she had a coach bag full of dollar bills man i felt so bad because you already you know half naked shaking your ass for money and you know what i'm saying you thinking it's about to be balling and all this other shit then all of a sudden you get a thousand dollars at the end of the night like nigga what fuck out of here that's crazy that is crazy how you just ripping these women off like that like 
that's just dusty as fuck like they might as well just stayed home and was you know stripping at they they club in ohio or some shit you know what i'm saying just oh my god terrible 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 and i know they probably got ripped off less at their own club back home it's whatever though it's whatever and i guess i should should apologize for my little political rant but man that shit just makes me so mad just seeing that that piece of shit get the medal of freedom and you know it's just i just feel like on both sides of the aisles you know these people just walk around with these just smug looks and then they they like they can't be touched and like they doing something and then they tweet out some shit you know to the voters like they actually doing something and it's just like you all are just pieces of shit like the old guard needs to be removed but anyways that's been selling hope like dope this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l oh man this nigga scamming because uh have y'all did y'all see this story that's circulating uh about this nigga named chad focus uh, a baltimore rapper a baltimore rapper uh man so this nigga he used a company amex card american express card to spend 4.1 million dollars to obtain the illusion that he was the number one recording artist in the world so he had some billboards around uh baltimore uh he ended up getting verified on instagram oh my god and let's see what else he had a, a boastful lavish lifestyle and uh he bought you know jewelry musical equipment social media followers uh because he wanted to create like this persona that he was a successful rapper and he could get it from the mud like you could too he was trying to be like a motivational speaker and um he spent like $125,000 of the company's money on like concert tickets, including his own. He um, paid for some kind of service that would uh, inflate his streaming songs on streaming services. Um, oh man, like one of the billboards read, get to the money. Another one was saying, Chad, focus, I will teach you how to be rich. Yeah, scamming, nigga. Uh, I don't know. Do you, I, th I believe y'all know how an Amex card works. So basically, um, I think he, he he had the company Amex card. So his his limit was a lot, lot, lot higher. You know, they was using the company's credit. But it's actually a charge card because I got a green Amex. I got the regular green one. And basically, you can charge as much as you want. I think with the green one, I think it's like a thousand bucks. You can charge up to uh, in a time period. Um, and then they'll basically call you and be like, hey, is this you doing that? And you're like, yeah, and all that other shit. And you got to verify some stuff. And then, but at the end of the billing cycle, you got to pay all that shit back in full. That's how it is. And, you know, like with regular credit cards, you know, you will have a preset limit, you know, like five, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars and up. You know what I'm saying? And if you spend, you know, three, four hundred dollars in that month, you know, with your regular credit card, you know it comes off that preset limit then they charge you interest on top of that and then um and then you know you can either pay it off in full or just keep you know paying the minimum payment but with the amex card you got to pay that shit off in full and there's no interest right uh but they did just introduce um something where basically if you buy something expensive you can be enrolled in a program that works like a credit credit card so say like you buy like um say you bought like a two thousand dollar you know gold chain or some shit you uh put it you um you know let customer service know like hey customer care know hey i'm buying this two thousand dollar gold chain but and then they'll go ahead and approve it then you let your amex you know you swipe it and then you can pay it off in within six months or whatever so you you know paying like four hundred dollars you know every month or whatever you know to pay that off but if you don't pay it off in time they'll charge you some interest on it or whatever so they they did change that but this man must have had a high ass you know limit with that because they probably was charging that company but they won't say what company he worked for and then it was something where he was uh 
he gave somebody a lot of fucking money off that card and they kicked back to him like thousands of dollars um and they won't say who the other uh who those people were that's what's crazy to me it was like some kind of scam where basically he would uh he was investing in stuff like there was like a bike sharing program that he um that he invested in in maryland and then he was basically like they said over like a million dollars let me find it real quick they said a million dollars of that money that he was spending went towards entities and accounts that was controlled by four unidentified people who in turn like kicked back hundreds of thousands of dollars to the the expiring rapper so it's basically okay let me invest this money using this card or whatever and then those people basically you know paid him back you know cash instead of paying off that card so this went on back in 2015 to like 2019 so he got away with it for about four years but i mean if you're gonna finesse like that you gotta hide the bag somewhere you know what i'm saying you wanted to be out here all in front of the instagram with the blue check and the billboards and shit like that and you got this youtube channel talking about how to be successful and shit like that man if you're gonna start finessing like that you just kind of you know put that month put it in cold hard cash off to the side or you know invest in a business like he was doing but don't be loud about it you know what i'm saying just like what the fuck are you doing and that's when that money versus fame shit come up because he he was up here buying you know streams and shit and buying fake flop followers to look bigger than he was fuck that i'm gonna secure the bag and you know figure out how to finesse that money into a swiss bank account you know what i'm saying and just keep that money offshore so can't nobody touch it you know so even if i do get indicted my family will be straight like what the fuck man like this nigga chad man and plus you a black dude named chad hold this l God damn. Get your man. You win. Perfect. Alright, so moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes. Uh, we have to give it to our sister, uh, Lisa Leslie. Um, she was on the CBS Morning Show doing an interview with Gail King. And Gail started asking her about her relationship with uh, Kobe Bryant, may he rest in peace, and because they had a close friendship, and Lisa was talking about how he was pushing the uh, sport of women's basketball forward, um, being an ambassador, you know, and basically, uh, you know, he was gearing up to basically just start campaigning for it to be a bigger sport globally, right? And so Gail started asking him, uh, ask not him, but asking Lisa Leslie uh, about you know the the uh, the rape allegations uh, back from 0304, and Lisa Leslie handled it with so much grace because she kept on trying to bring it back. Uh, Gail did to uh, well, you don't know if he did it and all this other shit. And I just want to know with Gail, how come? she's speaking like this like he he was guilty uh like he did it and she didn't have that same energy for charlie rose talking about uh there was room for redemption with him because he got wrapped up in the uh in uh, sexual assault allegations and he lost his job and all this other shit and i think he still has a i think he's being sued if i'm not mistaken and she didn't have that same energy for uh your man's who's on trial right now um harvey weinstein and there's numerous pictures of her and oprah with uh harvey weinstein you know and um there's been clips of her uh coming out and uh, like defending al franken and stuff like that but when it comes to this dead black man she's still out here you know just throwing this brother up under the bus and uh i just love how lisa leslie handled it and you know then uh then gail flipped 
flipped it and was talking about his arrogance and everything like that and uh she was like no that was just on the court off the court he's a very humble guy you know that was only in the spirit of competition on the basketball court that was the only time that you caught him being arrogant and i just it's just fucking disgusting watching how gail and oprah are moving right now because uh oprah she had to uh you know step back from the the um russell simmons documentary and she was gonna campaign for that hard with hbo and then you know people got on her neck and 50 cent really got on her neck and he's on gail's neck right now and i just i don't understand how come they don't have that same energy for these white men out in these streets that that's that is the problem that black society is having with uh gail and oprah they don't have that same energy for these white men that they're so-called friends with that's what looks it just looks very funny in the light both of them looking very funny in the light um they just look you know faker than a three dollar obama bill it is wild to see this too and just the the just how blatant it is and they're not coming out and apologizing for how they're moving or anything like that it's just like i need to keep my job i need to keep these checks coming in and it's just and just like i said salute to lisa leslie because she that was just she was just masterful and just how she navigated those questions and one thing that tripped up gail though that fucked her up in the game is when uh gail was asking her like is this gonna tarnish kobe's legacy and all this other stuff and you know lisa i'm gonna paraphrase was saying you know uh the media had plenty of time to ask him about that when he was here why are we bringing it up now that he's gone and that was just like checkmate you know that that oh man like that it just hurts seeing that from gail because it's just like do are you that hard up for this goddamn job like your girlfriend is a billionaire your lady lover is a billionaire like why are y'all still acting like y'all fucking like cleaning ladies in the building and you gotta throw other black folks under the bus to keep your job because you want to be the one special negro that is just it's fascinating and it's horrible to just see these people of this caliber just move like this but you know again shout out to lisa leslie because not all heroes wear capes and that's that's how you rock and you rep you know a good friend of yours has passed away when people try to throw dirt on his or her name so just nothing but love and respect to you lisa all right so moving on to the last segment of the show health over wealth you know what i say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth so we're in black history month and uh, I see all these uh, folks uh, quoting Dr. King, his I have a dream speech and just all this bullshit. Uh, you know, they love to, um, you know, quote him, quote that speech. They never quote anything else. They love to kind of quote that all lives matter bullshit. And, um, you know, it really got me thinking about that letter from a Birmingham jail when he talks about the white moderate so that's gonna be your quote to for today um just with all the bullshit that we see that's going on with this administration and um just how so many folks were attacking kobe may he rest in peace and you know people really showing who they are you know really showing their fangs right because uh malcolm x taught us about you know the, the wolf and the fox and how cunning that fox is that's the so-called white liberal and um so i think we just need to have this little excerpt from it um king wrote he said i must confess that over the past few years i have been gravely disappointed with the white moderate i have almost reached the regrettable conclusion that the negro's greatest uh the great stumbling block in his stride towards freedom is not the white citizens counselor or the ku klux klaner but the white moderate who is more devoted to order than to justice who prefers a negative peace which is the absence of tension to a positive peace which is the presence of justice who constantly says i agree with you in the goal you seek 
but I cannot agree with your met methods of, di of direct action. Who paternalistically believes he can set the timetable for another man's freedom. Who lives by a mythical concept of time. Who constantly advises the Negro to wait for a more convenient season. Shallow understanding from people of goodwill is more frustrating than absolute misunderstanding from people of ill will. Lukewarm acceptance is much more bewildering uh, than outright rejection. Right? So, and it's uh, to my white listeners, you have to, you can't just be non racist, you have to be anti racist. You have to fight the good fight. Um, and this quote also applies to the uh, white liberal to liberal racism and how we really have a hard time identifying that because it comes to us in such a nice pretty package you know um but this is what most non-racist uh white white folks who are non-racist believe you know that they would prefer a negative peace for black folks to suffer in silence that's why you always see that uh they love sharing stories of how um some family is suffering with the grace and how the families of uh <clears throat> cop killings um you know they have a family member like the Botham John how he was killed and how his family was out here just forgiving the cop and shit like that they they prefer that negative peace you know because it's it's not there's that absent of tension like Dr. King said um compared to a positive peace you know which is the presence of justice you know what I'm saying? And sometimes justice does look like an eye for an eye. It's uncomfortable, right? And, um, you know, that's we just get so confused with that liberal racism. And like I said, I'm going to continue to break it down for you guys so you can just really kind of understand it, right? So you don't be lulled to sleep by it, right? Because you got the, the wolves, which you can see coming from a mile away, but that fox is pretty but that fox is cunning. But anyways, this has been episode 174 of Durags and Boat Shoes. And like I said, um, I'll be back next week. Um, like I said, I got like a four-day weekend. I took some time off. About to go just kick back, relax a little bit before the baby girl gets here. She'll probably be here in about a month or so. And um, yeah, so just kind of relaxing a little bit and uh enjoying my time so i advise y'all to do the same um summer's almost here so if y'all got some physical fitness goals um you about what four months away you know from uh june popping up on you so uh you know it starts getting real hot late may you know uh early june and you know july and august be hot as hell so if y'all want to be looking sexy flexy out here y'all really need to hit that gym and start hitting them two a days all right because it's going to sneak up on you, all right? But I have nothing but love and respect for my audience. Um, even if you hate listen, thank you for listening. Make sure you share it with a friend and have that friend share it with 10 more friends. And as always, um, I love y'all and I will see y'all next week. One.